Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Who is happily back with us in studio today? Great to have you here again, Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Pippa. Good to be across the desk from yeah. you again. And we are, as I mentioned previously, going to do a follow-up on one of last week's stories mm-hmm. around concert sales. Then we will investigate the strange case of the toilet that misbehaved in Somerset West. I kid you not. But that's coming a little later in the show. Remember, if you want to make a comment, ask a question, share your own experience and join the conversation, you can do so by calling us on 021-446-0567 or sending a voice note to 072. 072- Now, last week, we focused on international online ticketing marketplaces like Viagogo, and we recounted how many locals who had bought tickets to both the Sting and the Imagine Dragons concerts in Cape Town on Viagogo's platform later discovered that the official ticketing agent, Ticketmaster, did not regard those tickets as valid and would not honor them at the event. They said it loud and clear well before the event. And just a reminder, we shared with you the story of Michael, who paid almost 5,000 rand each for two tickets to the Sting concert, only to discover later that Ticketmaster's floor seating prices were around 1,500 rand. Luckily, Michael discovered the problem before the concert and he was able to apply to Viagoga for a refund and he got his money back. But not everyone was so lucky. There were several reports of fans being turned away at the shows and in one case, a whole block of empty seats being reported. Yeah, Wendy, we actually heard from Viagogo after the show last week and they remain unrepentant. You know, they knowingly sold tickets after Ticketmaster said we will not honour them. Do you want to just share with our listeners what the Viagogo statement said? Sure, it went like this. Viagogo said the platform gives consumers the freedom to buy and sell tickets on a regular regulated platform that is trusted by millions around the world. So we were shocked to hear about Ticketmaster South Africa's false comments regarding our site. It is perfectly legal to pass on, sell or give tickets to other people. Ticketmaster South Africa's actions are anti-competitive and motivated by a desire to control ticketing distribution and its genuine fans that have been or will be left disappointed. Customers should never be used as a casualty in an attempt to control ticket sales. Um, one of our complainants had said um, that uh, that uh, Ticketmaster had regarded the tickets as fraudulent. The word fraudulent was used. Yeah. They took strong exception to that, saying we've looked into this and have had no and have no evidence to support this. We take any concerns around fraud incredibly seriously, which is why we have industry-leading anti-fraud measures in place to ensure that our customers have the best possible experience using our site. Additionally, it's also worth emphasizing that there is no incentive for anyone to sell a ticket on Viagogo that isn't valid, as the seller will not be paid until the buyer gets into the event successfully. Any proof of fraudulent activity should be reported to law enforcement and as per Viagogo policy, we will cooperate with local authorities to investigate. So for um, the record, we did invite a representative yes. of Viagogo South Africa to come on air today so we could talk about that statement and interrogate some of those claims. I, for one, would have liked to interrogate the comment about it being a regulated platform and to ask some follow-up questions, given what our listeners reported to us of their dis- their discussion. And also around the seller not being paid but, until the buyer g- gets into the event successfully, I would have liked to ask To, to really challenge. That. Anyway, they, they replied that they were unable to provide a spokesperson in this instance, which is a great pity, because if they are really interested, 
interested in saying that the customer should not be the casualty. I wanted to talk about the fact that right now those customers That's are the, the casualties. Yes. They are arriving at concerts and being told, sorry, this isn't a valid ticket. Uh, it's not only South African fans that are being misled into buying this way. And um, what we're going to do is share an interview with you uh, right now that demonstrates what can be done if you have the willpower to keep on fighting because not everybody takes it lying down. One single mom was so irate at the way she was duped that she started a fight that turned into a bit of a war. Her name is Claire Turnham and in 2019 she was actually awarded an MBE for her work protecting consumers from unethical ticket resales. Claire set up a Facebook group called Victim of Viagogo and she has since then helped thousands of consumers get their money back as well as helping a major artist to protect his fans. Mm-hmm. Now, she's currently living in New Zealand, so time differences were just impossible for a live interview. But I caught up with her via Zoom last night. Let's take a listen. Claire, your battle with Biagogo started in 2017 when you tried to buy tickets to take your kids to an Ed Sheeran concert. Can you briefly tell me what happened? Yeah, I, I uh, went on to Biagogo not realizing what the site was, but I was desperate to buy tickets for my son's 16th birthday and, you know, and for the family. And I genuinely believed I was buying the last four tickets because that's what sort of popped up. And it was a high pressured sort of environment. Anyway, I thought I was paying £263 um, for all of the tickets, which is I'd already done the research. So I knew about how much they should cost. Mm. And um, lo and behold, once I'd actually, uh, you know, bought them as such, I got confirmation that actually it was 1421 And that completely rocked my world because I didn't have that much money, even in my bank account and my rent due the next day. So it threw me into chaos, really. And um, I didn't understand what had happened. It was all, you know, it was a totally shock and it was really distressing. And I was a single parent and it was really hard. And um, anyway, I I desperately tried to get my money back and um, in any way that I could by reaching out on social media and by contacting them and, um, one of the, the uh, national sort of media groups picked up my story and they, they actually helped me to get my money back and which I was really grateful for um, because up until that point, a friend of mine had had to step in to lend me the money and he'd said, you know, I'll take the worry off your shoulders wow. and, you know, you just concentrate. And that was the, that was the kindest thing. And I always will remember that, you know, yeah. and um And I was so sad to be able to, I I didn't even know what to say to my children because I was so excited that I had got this as this incredible special present. And then for it to be suddenly whipped away in this way. And I had to admit that, you know, this is what had happened and it was putting us in in financial jeopardy. And um, anyway, I did get my money back, but I realized then that, you know, likely it had happened to other people. And by that stage, I was um, just helping a small group of people who sort of came forward that the same thing had happened to them. And I realized I started emailing them all individually. And I realized that I probably needed to form a group. And um, it was actually my 50th birthday. That was another reason why we were buying the tickets. And it was my 50th birthday that week. And so I sort of thought, oh my goodness, you know, like, I'm going to try and help other people to get their money back. And wouldn't it be an amazing thing in honor of my 50th birthday to try and help get back 50,000, you know, that seemed like Uh an incredible goal. And, um, 
And so I set up Vi- uh, Victim of Viagogo and, you know, we were inundated and was working around the clock voluntarily trying to help people. And, you know, really proud that now uh, six, actually it's this week, six years ago. Yeah. Um, we have now helped reclaim back over $6 million. Wow. And probably closer to seven in all honesty. And, you know, we've helped thousands and thousands of people. And since then, so many things have happened as a, as a result of it. Um, in that I became, um, you know, an advocate and a voice for other people of ticket abuse. And I was invited to give evidence at the UK parliamentary inquiry in March of 2017. And at that time, there were about 400 people in our group. Yeah. And. Now, I sort of went to London with the view that I was going to represent all of these people and, um, you know, which I did my best to do. But since then, we, you know, we've now helped many, many thousands of people. And within our group, we have got several groups worldwide. And, you know, there's about 12,000 people in those groups. But, you know, as a result of all of that, um, I was then approached by Ed Sheeran's team who asked me to, um, to join them and help fighting ticket abuse, particularly for his fans. And I joined them. I joined them on tour. I helped thousands of people, thousands of Ed's fans on tour in 2018 and 2019. They are the most incredible, dedicated team and have always worked for the good of the fans. And I, you know, I take my hat off to all of them because I know the commitment that they've made in order to be able to try and prevent this from happening in the first place. And it's endemic and it's worldwide and it continues to grow. So for as happy as I am that we've helped all those thousands of people and we've helped reclaim all of that money, what I do know is that it's just still the tip of the iceberg mm. that, that actually um, more, much more needs to be done in every country on a um, regulatory and a, and a legal level in order to stop it from happening. I mean, let's talk about that, the legal and regulatory aspect, Claire, because different countries approach it differently. I, th- I think it's Italy that's taken a very strong stand against, it's not just via GoGo, it's other platforms as well, but, but this kind of version of touting of tickets. Of course, Viagogo's response is, we're not doing anything illegal. We're providing a platform and it's up to people to sell their tickets onward. Um, but they're allowing transactions to take place, knowing full well that the fans who are buying that are A, paying inflated prices and B, running the risk of arriving at the concert and being turned away. We've seen it happen in Cape Town this past week of uh, a number of people who bought on these platforms arriving at the Imagine Dragons uh, concert and being told, sorry, this isn't a legitimate ticket. You can't come in. What have you seen change in terms of, of you know, legislation saying, well, we're going to stop it at, at the legal level, if anything? Well, the UK um, probably has some of the best um, consumer laws in the world now to help it. But still, there are just ways around it. So unless each country takes a dedicated effort to enforce their laws. I think this is the thing. It's yeah. it's not so much even having the laws, it's enforcing the laws and making a systemic change and educating consumers. The, the rip-offs continue regardless of those laws. Australia at one point fined Viagogo, I think it was seven million. You know, it still makes no difference mm. because... For every sale that happens on their platform, Viagogo wins because they make substantial and huge fees on each sale. 
And then they also um, encourage people to resell those tickets again. So it just continues and perpetuates the cycle. Google has a lot to do with it as well because they are enabling um, Viagogo to be at the top of the search engines, um, which, you know, I didn't know I was on a, I thought I was on an official site. Mm. It, it masks an official site. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an industrial scale fraud. In all this time with all the thousands of people you've helped, um, obviously you must have had quite a lot of engagement with Viagogo. How do they respond to you every time you're back saying, we're here again, here's another refund due? What's their feedback when they're challenged on this behavior? Yeah, so initially for me, I reached out to them and um, they, one of the managers called me and, you know, and they were really apologetic and they said, oh, you know, we're so sorry that this has happened to you. And, you know, there seems like there was a glitch in the system that mm. just affected you, you know. Sure. And um, and maybe one or two other people was <laughs> helped me. And um, for quite a long time, I was the only person who seemed to have like a direct route through, mostly through um, Twitter, actually. And um, but that didn't last too long. They are they are notoriously difficult to contact. And so what we have found is that the only way that you can actually really help yourself is this continued and consistent efforts um through um, repeated and persistent reaching out to them, contacting them, contacting, contacting them, contacting them. And sometimes it will take months. For some people it took 18 months. And that's the only thing that works. And of course, most people give up in that process because it is very difficult. And it's, you know, a bit like me, many people buy these tickets for special occasions and they feel robbed and they grieve. You know, I had parents in the initial first year of Victim of Viagogo, I had more on, I had several parents actually who contacted me from hospital where their teenage children had attempted suicide mm-hmm. because they were so desperate and they couldn't understand how this had happened to them and the shame that they felt or maybe they'd used a parent's credit card or oh, what was. It's just awful. Essentially, it is just a unless people join together, which is what we've obviously created with Victim of Viagogo, it's very difficult to fight it on your own mm-hmm. because as a group we were able to support and advise and guide people. You know, one of the things that I did initially with Ed Sheeran's team is they asked me to write some guidance for fans. And that's available on the internet now for free. And um and it and it did help a, a lot of people initially because it gave some, it gave consumers somewhere to go mm. in order to follow some very simple steps to get their money back. Um, but there really are only two routes: one is directly to Viagogo, and the other is via the bank. Mm. You know, many chargebacks. Um, you know, we helped to facilitate many chargebacks for fans, and yeah. and um, you know, some of the biggest, some of the Biggest uh, refunds have been in excess of eight thousand pounds. You know, this is substantial amounts of money. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to know whether Biogogo has ever pushed back at you. Have you ever come under fire, under threat, or for for what you're doing? And I mean, you've made a lot of trouble for them. Uh, Have they ever tried to take it out on you? Yeah, well, one of the difficulties is that many of the sellers on Biogogo are anonymous. 
and you don't know who you know you don't know who they are so I'm very conscious of of that I'm very conscious that when I was at Wembley at the box office at Ed Sheeran's shows honestly we had queues of hundreds of people thousands of people we had 13 booths open but I was getting death threats at that time oh my gosh and I was under a lot of abuse on social media by trolls, you know, anonymous people and, and, you know, people who were threatening me personally. And, you know, it takes a lot of strength and resilience to be able to cope with that and to know that actually, in a sense, the reason why they were reacting that way was that we were, were actually having an effect mm. and we did actually make a difference and we did create impact. And so knowing that was probably what enabled me to keep going, but it's not easy. So closing, Claire, I mean, the one thing we can do to stop this kind of abuse happening is to spread the word with interviews like we're doing and going to play out on air to, to make more people aware of the existence of these sites that you will notice that you're being diverted to a ticket reselling site rather than an official platform. What else do you think needs to be done to 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 lessen the number of victims? Well, I think the the biggest thing is consumer education. Um, but for individual um, ticket buyers, I think what they can do is they can go to the site, the website of the of the um, the artist that they want to see, and follow those directions or where to be able to buy their tickets safely. I think everybody who works within the industry from, you know, from the artists to the managers to the venue operators to the promoters to the agents need to join together in the same way that Ed's team has done. You know, if you look at that as a model, that model has worked and it's been consistent. And we know that because in 2018, we had thousands of people. By 2019, we had handfuls of people mm. turning up at the shows needing help and because we were also proactive with it so they have it's been a consistent effort and that's what other artists needs to do if they genuinely want to get rid of this I mean at the end of the day the artists themselves you know all of the profit is going this profit is going to people who have nothing to do with creating music I think what what's really important to recognize is that if people have a really bad experience and it puts them off, you know, they won't buy more tickets again or they won't go and see that artist. So it's in everybody's interest to do the best that they can to protect the fans and to keep fans at the center of the experience. That was Claire Turnham, the founder of Victim of Viagogo, and we'll continue the conversation about what she achieved and why it was necessary. Okay, so just before the break, we were listening to that interview with Claire Turnham, who is the incredible woman who took on Viagogo and has has won thousands uh, of of customers their money back and has helped people work their way through the difficulty of communicating with them and standing their grind and demanding their money back. And Wendy, I mean, don't you just love that story of one person just saying, no, I'm not taking this line down? Absolutely. I must admit, since you you, you said you were going to be interviewing her, I went on a Google down that rabbit hole yeah. and, and found out some wonderful things about her and the work that she's done. And this is what Claire said when she was awarded her MBE in 2018. Accepting it, she said, I'm very proud to accept this award on behalf of every victim of Viagogo because it shows what ordinary people can do when we are determined to stand up together for fairness, justice, and for what is right. Yeah. When I set up the victim of um Victim of Viagogo Facebook group in early 2017, my intention was to connect with and to support others who were struggling. I also wished to show my children the need of kindness, compassion and courage to speak truth to power for those in need. 
I love it. And yeah. I love that she's kept on doing it because, you know, yes. after getting an MBA, after, you know, being Ed Sheeran's right-hand woman on, on fighting the scourge, you know, her own personal victory aside, she's kept at it and all these all years. And it's all voluntary. She runs yeah. businesses and this is just Amazing a passion story. of hers. I just love people like that. Now, after this short break, we're going to speak to the nub of the legislative environment here in South Africa, a consumer attorney, Trudy Brookman, standing by to talk to us about whether it's actually legal, what is happening right now, and um, on what, what grounds you might have to push back uh, against ticket abuse. That's coming up right after this. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. Ah, you're probably getting thousands of messages about this. Many years ago, I attempted buying through via GoGo. It turned out that those tickets never existed, and uh, even though they were 10 times the price. So, uh, since then, I know for a fact never buy anything from Viagogo and um, just just find out which is the right ticket provider and buy from those guys. Thank you for that. That was Claire's advice as well. Go to the artist's own site and follow the links from there. That's your safest, safest bet. Thank you. Now, listening in, uh, oh, sorry, here's another one from someone saying, we lost 12,000 rand on Justin Bieber tickets a few years ago. Viagogo wasn't so well known at the time and the organizers were caught off guard. Lots of people arrived with their kids and it was absolute mayhem. Oh, I mean, imagine arriving around with the time, kids. 2017, 2018, that, that when Claire, Claire was started. getting started. Yeah. Mm. Now, Trudy Brookman is on the line with us to talk to the issue of how it's allowed to happen. So many people responded last week, Wendy, with comments about why are they still operating? How are they allowed to keep doing this? Um, And um, we've asked consumer law specialist Trudy Brookman to join us to weigh in on the environment here in South Africa. She is, of course, a Cape Town-based consumer attorney who's been on the show many times before, Trudy, and it's always lovely to have you with us. Welcome back. Thanks, that Lovely to speak to both of you ladies again. Um, let me jump in. Yeah. Um, there are four or five big legal issues with uh, Via Gogo. Um, uh, 2019, I had a whole altercation with, with uh, uh, the bank. Uh, it was Investec, um, and they uh, challenged a, a Via Gogo payment um, uh, which was done via visa, and they came back to me and said scalping in South Africa isn't illegal per se. Um, now, that, that's sort of true in the sense that there isn't a law that says that scalping, in other words, sell, reselling a ticket uh, that was issued to consumer A um, to consumer B, uh, despite the rules, um, at a vastly inflated price is, is illegal in those terms. But our Consumer Protection Act says that you are only allowed to sell consumer goods and services at a fair, reasonable and just price. So that's Section 48 of the Act. So where you are charging two and a half times, 70% more, five times, people have spoken about 10 times the price of the of the original. When they are available at lower prices still, I think that's the key thing because... Exactly. Yeah. Um, then the price is unfair, unreasonable and unjust. And I would go as far to, as to say, Wendy, that um, a, a vastly escalated price, when it's more than twice the, the value, even if the tickets are sold out, 
that that still isn't a fair, reasonable and just price <laughs> because I understand that the market, when there's scarcity, that the price goes up. But it shouldn't double for the, exactly the same experience as a person who paid the original price uh, okay. for, for the same experience. category of ticket. Um, so that's the first issue. One can challenge um, the scalping companies, specifically via, via GoGo, on Section 48 of the Consumer Protection Act. So it's illegal to offer tickets at such a vastly inflated price. The the second thing is that Viagogo are in effect making the consumer, in other words, the person who buys from them, um, uh, break the law in two ways. <laughs> Number uh-huh. one, you are they say on their documentation that um, the name on the ticket may not match your name. <laughs> um, the tickets are still genuine and valid for entry to the to the event. Um, so if the, the ticket is, uh, let's say, uh, I buy a ticket uh, for a Kirstenbach concert, now I can't go and I put those tickets on, on Viagogo, I would never do that. But <laughs> hypothetically, the ticket will be made out to Trudy Brookman. Um, and that's what it says on the, uh, on the web tickets printout that you get um, if you if you buy authentic Kirstenbosch yep. tickets. Now on Viagogo, um, John Smith or whoever is going to buy that ticket at an inflated price and then he's going to arrive at the venue and the ticket will say Trudy Brookman and John is going to stand there and, and, and Viagogo are forcing him to impersonate me mm. <laughs> in order to get into the now that's illegal um, to get into the venue. Number two it also forces John to, uh, it forces me, uh, the original purchaser of the contract, to break my contract with the original seller. If you look at the website of CompuTicket, it says reselling of tickets purchased from us is strictly prohibited. If you okay. look at web tickets as uh, contract terms, it says uh, tickets are available exclusively at web tickets and can only be purchased on web tickets. Um, Trudy, may I, ju- may I jump in then? purchased from third parties. I sorry. get that. Sorry, I just just had a question, and, and I think our listeners might also have the same question, and that is, um, it it's definitely breaking the issuing uh, conditions of the official ticket sellers, right? Your compu tickets, your ticket mm. etc. But is it is there something in 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 law that says? Um, tickets may not be resold. In other words, I can't take a ticket that was issued to you, pay you for it, and go into a stadium because Bayagogo says that, um, if I can find the original quote, but they said there's nothing mm. illegal about that. They said, um, uh, um, uh, I can't find it for the second, but they definitely said there's nothing yeah. illegal about it. Yeah, um, yeah, so and that's it? exactly what Investec said as well. Scalping isn't illegal in South Africa per se. Okay, okay. The reason that I think it's illegal is that Section 40 of the Consumer Protection Act says a supplier may not use unfair tactics um, uh, uh, and it is unconscionable for such a supplier to knowingly take advantage of the fact that a consumer... Uh, was the unconscionable thing. I know yeah, they weren't was aware. Ignorant, yes, uh, which is the case. Ignorant of the of of, I, of the obligations in terms of the tickets. So, so I've got the, I've got the quote. Sorry, Trudy. It says mm. Viagogo South Africa says it is perfectly legal to pass on, sell, or give tickets to other people, unless you contractually 
um, prohibited from doing that, then you then you can't. Okay. So, and you say you, you are contractually contractually when you pay when you yes by virtue of the contract you signed with Compu Ticket or Web Tickets or Ticketmaster in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Okay. Even if you didn't sign anything, if, if you, you buy it from them, you're bound they, by that contract. Mm. Yeah, contractual okay. provisions. Yeah. Okay. Um, a big concept also says tickets are not transferable and cannot be resold or offered for resale. Okay. So if you were to do that, it would be invalid. Um, and and um, and the, the the ticket would would not be available for use for the new person who buys them by a Viagogo. Um, then this is actually huge, and in a sense, I think this may be the clue to getting to answering the issue that um, uh, the callers have said. Why is such a dishonest business still operating in South Africa? Why, how can we allow that? Well, the um, National Consumer Tribune has been really um, clamping down intermediaries who do not comply with their requirements in terms of the Consumer Protection Act. So Section 27 says if you're an intermediary, in other words, you're a platform or a person like a broker who's selling items on behalf of, a, of another person, mm-hmm. on behalf of a third party, such an intermediary must make all kinds of disclosures on their website prior to you um, entering into the contract with them. And none of those disclosures are available. In fact, uh, one of the issues with Viagogo is that they are registered in Switzerland and, um, as far as I know, don't have any presence in South Africa. So you can't go and see them. Uh, that's why um, uh, the lady in, in Australia was speaking about how hard it is to actually get a response. Yep. They, they hide. <laughs> um, and if they had properly complied with their requirements as an in in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, we would have known that information up front. They would have had a phone number and email, an actual physical address in South Africa so that you could complain, get your refund, etc. I'll get to refunds in a moment. That's another problem. But they also don't comply with Section 33. And what the tribunal has been doing, so if one could complain, uh, and maybe I need to do this after we we finish the the program, is to just put in a complaint with the National Consumer Commission. Um, It's a... 10-minute process of quickly um, uh, completing their form and emailing that off to them and it doesn't cost you a cent. Um, they should investigate and that is the, the slow part of the process. It will take two, two years, maybe three uh, in some cases. Um, and then when it's referred to the National Consumer Tribunal, then they will impose a massive fine. Um, uh, I know of, of, of at least one case where a broker who was actually ignorant of the law. He didn't even know that he needed to make that disclosure. Got a hell of a fine and a big rap over the knuckles. Um, so even if a, if a small player like that who really didn't know uh, that, he, that he needed to comply um, gets big trouble from the tribunal, I think uh, an unscrupulous operator like a Viagogo um, would potentially get a fine to stop them from uh, from operating uh, further in South Africa. So that that's one of the, the things, um, which one of the mechanisms that consumers can use. And okay. I would encourage any of you who have a few extra minutes to um, report via GoGo for not complying with Section 27 of the Consumer Protection Act. If you want to, you can add Section 33 and Section 48 as well. Okay. Um, then the contract terms don't comply with the requirements of the Consumer Protection Act. So on the 
uh, documentation if you've made a purchase, they say, um, we would like to remind you that our sales are final and no refunds, cancellations or exchanges to your tickets will be issued. That's in clear violation of the Consumer Protection Act and it's invalid. They do need to um, provide refunds, cancellations, etc. Incidentally, that contradicts what they told us. Um, hmm. In the statement, they said um, that uh, you must contact them, um, they, and uh, they they do issue refunds. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I'm really concerned about some unethical practices as well. If you go onto their website, or at least um, with this uh, instance that that I dealt with in 2019, you go onto the website, and I've also seen. Um, um, uh, a Hello Peter review that spoke about if you're the seller of a ticket, as soon as you want to list your ticket uh, for sale, you have to enter your credit card details. If you want to buy from them, first step in the process is that you enter your credit card details. Then you see, then as the process unfolds, you see, oh, this is the price they're charging for the tickets. Oops, maybe I shouldn't do that. But by that time, they have your credit card details. And in both instances that I'm uh, aware of, uh, the the money was taken off the credit card, um, despite them want, not wanting to go ahead with the transaction. So mm-hmm. that's a completely unethical practice. Trudy, oh. thank you very, very much for outlining things so clearly for us in terms of what uh, what what sort of things are the red flags that, that, that run contrary to South African law. My final question to you is, given all of the things you've listed, are you surprised that nobody's tried to take them on and challenge them uh, on this behaviour? I suppose I am, but you're sounding like you're my conscience pepper. Maybe I should just do it. <laughs> well, I did just want to plant the seed in case you might be willing to take it on, Judy. <laughs> Judy, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Always great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. All the best, ladies. Thank Bye-bye. you. You too. Trudy Brookman, Consumer Attorney. This is Kate Talk. Wendy, we're almost out of time. Just in closing, um, in that interview, Claire mentioned that she had made a long list of instructions available for those who are struggling or who want to get a refund from a, a ticket reselling platform like Viagogo. Just to say that that information is available to you free of charge if you do visit Claire's website, Victim of Viagogo. So go and look there. It talks you through step by step what to do, when not to give up. If they say this, you do that. Not and to fall for the... And don't resell. No, don't fall for the suggestion that you should simply relist your ticket and okay. sell it to somebody else because then you are perpetuating the problem. Wendy, you also want to say something yeah. Yes, about, I, um, I'm not terms. sure that I read this line of the uh, official statement that is Viagogo earlier, and it's important because they say every ticket on Viagogo is a legitimate ticket bought and sold legally, and that remains the case for future dates for Imagine Dragons. Further, the Viagogo guarantee, which ensures your money back if you don't get into the event, is in place, we did say this last week, yeah. to give interested ticket buyers the utmost confidence. So put that to the test if you're in that situation. And we know and there are many us, who are. Yeah. Yes, and let us know how you So if you that. were one of those standing at the gate outside Imagine Dragons or Sting not being let in with that ticket, take them up on that that commitment that you will get your money back and let us know if you have any luck. As we said earlier, Michael, who brought the story to us originally, did get his money back. But do you have any luck trying it after the event has come and gone? The exploding toilet is going to have to wait until next week, Wendy. That's a terrible tease, I know. But thanks, as always, for being with us. Probably a good thing because I need a bit more info. So let's hope we can wrap it up. Next week. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, as always, Wendy Nola.